You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. And the man, and the man feels no pressure. I am the man You are now entering the vicious circle. You are facing a fuel-injected suicide machine. And welcome to the Vicious Circle. Sid, how's your night going? Doing good. How about you, Rob? Oh, I'm having fun. I am having a lot of fun. I uh, got to watch AEW last night, which was interesting. Yeah. But uh, how's your night started out today? Well, I've just uh, been trying to catch some scores. I'm trying to get my feel for college basketball like I do for college football, you know, because yeah. only one game football and it's over. Um, just trying to. This is a weird year for betting. You know, the top teams are like Duke, Kentucky, North Carolina. All these teams are not even in the top twenty right now. Everything the virus has got everything really messed up. So this is a tough year on college basketball to say who's going to who's going to. It's easy to say Gonzaga is going to win it all because they're always a really good team. But it's really a tough year right now for college basketball. The excitement's not there. It's hard to. And I think that's what's happening. We'll see some of these NFL teams do good and other teams do well in college football too because they don't have the crowd there to hurt them on some of these home games. Remember I told you like Iowa State's always really good at home? Yeah. Iowa's always good at home. These in Oklahoma State in basketball, they're always really good at home um, when there's that crowd there. But that crowd not being there has been a big difference for everyone. Well, we've talked a little bit before too, and it's – it's a different year because it's not the best team that plays. It's what's left of your team that plays. No, it is, Rob. You're right about that. But I think what we do is we talk a little bit about wrestling tonight, and then we'll end it with uh, some of the workout videos you got, and um, we'll talk about um, about the, everyone's goal and where we're at on that. I found a little information out today at the gym. So, Oh, excellent. Uh, so you said you saw AEW last night? I did. It was actually pretty interesting. Did you you didn't get a chance to flick over to NXT at all? Unfortunately, no. I I haven't okay. got it. There is an app you can get for WWE, but apparently it's only available in the US. Gotcha. Well, I'm having a hard time too because I'm trying to flick back and forth too. But um, and I think I did a pretty good job last night. Well, what did you think about everything you saw AEW, Rob? Last night seemed like a lot more of a solid show than the ones that I'd seen the past couple weeks. You know. The past couple of weeks, there were some bad spots, like really bad spots, but there were right. some weird ones. But last night seemed much more solid, much more polished. You know, it. I didn't see those bad spots I saw before. No, there wasn't a lot of bad spots. I agree with you on that. Um, there was some, for me, there were some disappointing spots. Uh, 
spots. Um, now I was flicking back and forth a little bit to try to get see what they were going against. Um, two things I'll, I'll hit on real quick that I, I'll remember is that during AEW's women's women's match, uh, NXT had a women's match going too, which NXT's women's match. What I saw the two was ten times better than AEW's uh, for a lot of reasons. One is this: I don't understand. In AEW, why they brought that girl in, that creature girl, and then uh, just beat her like that. I think that was a horrible finish. Um, what Rob, remember me telling you before that you see people come with ideas, say like this girl called Abaddon or whatever they called her. Yeah. Uh, and then this is their first big match, I guess. First one I saw. And they just be- beat her and le- left her in the middle of the ring. Yeah, it was a you title know? match. It was a title match, right? So, um I don't know this. I'm guessing that says, Hey, they didn't have an idea what they were doing with that. When they brought that lady in, you know, and that shows, and I'm going to go to another spot. The finish on Jake Hager and the uh, warlock go warlord, whatever they call the guy. All right. All right. Rob, you've heard me say, I hate DQs or double count outs or stuff like that. That was the place for one. Okay. This is the thing is my opinion, Jake Hager, you know, for a guy his size is a really, really good worker. And I've always said that for years about him. He could, you know, he's got just, he's a good worker. Um, go back to some of the matches he's had at AEW. They've been some really good matches when they called upon him to do something. One of them was one of those first matches they were having without a crowd where he was fighting someone all through the thing. It really turned out to be a really good match, but I'm getting to is this. You don't beat him in that spot right there. Cause he's your big guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. This is off top of the head. Again, I'm not for DQs or countouts, but that would have been one where say, I'm hoping they're trying to pull these guys together, not create more animosity. You know, because there's a lot of animosity with everyone right now, with all these different directions everyone's going there. Kenny Omega now the Young Bucks and blah blah blah. We'll get to that in a second. Um, <clears throat> that's no big deal. So anyway, um. On that match here again, I'm hoping they're trying to get them together. And to, if they were, if that's what you're trying to do, then I would have done a finish like had the two guys, you know, finally found, fight out of the ring to where that it does go to a, a double countout, and you got the guys there. They sort of go out and say, "Hey, break them apart." And the reason that B would be, you know, what? we got to stop these guys so they hurt themselves. They're monsters. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And even though it's a stupid way to get out of something, but you don't beat the two monsters because you're together. Now, if they're, they're not going together, I don't know. It, it, it just doesn't look well thought out. They're coming, they said, next week with their New Year's resolution stuff. Rob, um, and then we'll go to the Young Bucks deal, Kenny Omega, when they came out and double-kicked those guys, and then they did the same thing with the Wolfpack. I'm going to say it right now. Those That company is finished. They're finished. If you can't come up with your own idea and you're going to take an idea that's already killed the business or killed the territory already, um, you guys don't know what you're doing. You just don't know what you're doing. Um, and it shows. I just, it was a better uh, uh, you know, show. Mm-hmm. But when someone like, I guess when I'm looking at it, when I'm looking at it without looking at WWE like I have so many weeks before, I don't realize how bad that show really is. And again, my interest in the show is because it's bad. You know, I like the imperfection of the show. I got to know that's why I watch it. Yeah. That's why we're watching it. 
And that's why a lot of people are watching it. But you don't keep on <clears throat> making bad decisions. You know, again, you don't beat that guy. You know, you, you don't just beat Abaddon in a, in a place like that. I, I don't know. It's just um, when I see all those miscommunications or things where they look like they, they don't really know what they're doing, that says, too, maybe they, they know they're done. I don't know. Uh, I really don't. It's just it, it was a it was a good show to watch. A lot of fun because of the imperfections, and that's why we're watching it. But that that's not going to. I don't think it'll do good for them in the long run. I I, I don't know. We got I just uh, opinions here. Uh, huh? My friend Greg said, "Love the AEW show. It was amazing. Heel turn for the young bucks." And Rondell said, "I can't watch AEW. It's just too corny for me." Right, I get their storyline, and the wrestlers are just ugh. This is the thing is uh, that's what it is, uh, Rob. Uh, it's fun to watch it, but again, we're it's fun uh, for that one person there said it was good to see the young bucks turn heel. Yeah, great. Right, where are they going to go now? They've been baby face, and then they sort of leaned towards they were kicking the announcers in the back, and then they came back and won the titles. You can't keep doing that. Cody's turned baby face at heel, they've already done that, and again. They've done that for they've gotten back to a live, live audience. Mm-hmm. That is to me, you just take your time right now, you know. Um, and with that, I mean, maybe they just don't have enough ideas or they don't have a they don't know have a thought process that can stretch stuff out, you know. Not everyone there has to be doing um turn a heel or turn a character at the same night on TV, you know. Right. Now, you don't finish off things. Say for, if you want to finish off, not to cut you off, Rob, but if you want to finish off Abaddon with that, the the ch- lady champion, do that on the show. That well, that's the main event. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, take some of the stress off the other people's main event. You know where Kenny Omega doesn't have to um, uh, defend that title every other week or every week. You know? Yeah. That's just to me. I see poor planning, unfortunately. Well, like you were saying, with that's with uh, Jack Hager and Wardlow, or I think it's War, um, Warlow, Low, Warlow. Yeah, Warlow. I think that said it, pronounced it. You do something like that where um, whoever has the most animosity, you have someone come in and start putting a beat down on him, and the other guy can come in and save him, and now suddenly they're buddies. Right. And, like it's not rocket science. It's well, again, there's just so everybody's mad at each other. They're, these two guys, that two fascist groups, are mad at each other, and. You got the Young Bucks now turning heel with um, Kenny Omega. You got, uh, you know, where Kenny Omega was with that guy. Uh, what is his name? The Hangman guy. He's off doing something with the Dark Order. They're all, you know, it's, there's no one with individuality. You know what I mean? Everybody's grouped up. And when you do, I like numbers. You've heard me say that, Rob. I like numbers, but not with everyone. Somebody's got to stand out. Unfortunately, the one person that does stand out by himself is John Moxley. I forgot about him. Um, you know, he's a much better character as John Moxley as he was Dean Ambrose. Mm-hmm. Uh, a, lot, a lot more believable. Um, but he has to have, you know, you know, a few more single wrestlers, you know, some people that are, can get over, you know, just by themselves as well. Um, I don't know. That's something too, Rob. I just, I don't see anyone there that by themselves, you know, that can carry a territory. But then when you look at the NXT, you know, I watched their main event. As the other main event was going on, uh, that uh, Vin Balor guy with the other guy. It was a pretty good match, too. This is, is just as good as the main event 
on AEW. So, um, you got to watch NXT. And then the and then the, the productions head and shoulders above AEW. That's what some of the fans that we see what they're saying. That's what they're seeing. The matches aren't any better for, for the most part. Some of the matches AEW are better matches where used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, they've been missing. And again, I think they're missing that crowd for the type of matches they have there. I thought I agree with 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah. Greg said, well, I know there are mistakes, but it's something fresh, not overexposed. You got to see the time they took with Omega development and the turn. And I guess I got to see. I got to see the, with the Omega development and turn. Well, I'll I'll agree with you a little bit there, Greg. The development time did they took their time. You know, when I first saw the show first start, I said, "Okay, Kenny Omega is going to be the champion eventually," and they did that. All right, mm-hmm. but. Well, I, I I do think they took their time on that, but they could have waited till they got a live audience to, you know, use that phase of the rocket ship or however you want to use it, uh, phrase that. But again, uh, I don't like the way they did it with including. Now, that's what's also, I forgot about this. They did a run-in last night where those two guys said they're from TNA. Yes. You know, again, that, Bob, as you're my witness right now, that is going to be their downfall mm-hmm. and everybody else to say, God said you were right about this. Terry Lynn. She says the crowds make a huge difference and they do. They do, man. They you really know, do. Like, tell me, you know, some of those matches that you were in, you were getting energy from the crowd. Like well, right. rumble 92, the crowd cheering for you when they're supposed to be booing. Well, and, and also for me, Rob, I wanted to see the thing about AEW if they could continue to draw those big crowds because I told you this, I didn't think they were going to be able to. You know, that's what I wanted to see. Because I know that that was just a shot in the dark, you know. I am curious to see, especially because they brought Sting in, you know. like they're reaching Oh, that's the something crowd. else. God, that was horrible. <laughs> you know, I mean, good God, I forgot it. That's how bad it was, I forgot it. <laughs> and, oh, yeah, God, that was horrible. You know, it's just, <laughs> man, I'm telling you, that, that show just says, we're done. I'm not kidding, man. He's saying that. John's got a question though. He goes, Sid, it appeared Jack Hager had thin blue under padding underneath his knee pads. Is this common to prevent rubbing or rashes? And did you util- utilize such padding or similar? Well, I always had a uh, knee uh, sleeve under my knee pads for the same purpose to keep the, you know, the rubbing and irritation down. Yeah. Cause I can't imagine those things are comfortable just by themselves. No, they're not. No, Aaron Anderson here says bring back genuine kayfabe, and that would be beautiful, but you can't. No, you can't, but it would be nice to honestly, it would be like I said, Rob, that would be going back to the beginning. Yeah, and if you could do that, it would make wow, everybody'd go, Wow, it's got they're real, it's real again, you know. Um, yep. it would be it would be something to do. Um, I would like to see them use it in the ring a little bit, you know, color spots for kayfabe, you know. With Carney. That would be a blast. I I I watched some of those matches way back when and I still fall into the mindset of the realness of those matches, you know? Right. And I, I do miss it. Oh, let what me about see. Snoop Dogg? I forgot about Snoop Dogg. <laughs> he did do a he did do a splash. It was a horrible looking splash, but he did one. Mm-hmm. But this is the thing about having Snoop Dogg on. 
Again, you don't have no audience to take advantage of. That. I'm sure the people at home get to see him, but he's a little overexposed himself. But um, again, it's just where do you go after that? You know? Yeah. What that was, it was just them talking in on that show. He goes, "Hey, come over do wrestling with us." Yeah, I'll do that. Give me. Yeah, I'll do oh, that. Yeah, that, that. It, it was a huge push for that new show, the uh, Go Big Show. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, well. Yeah, that's um. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, where do you go after that? You know, you don't have Snoop Dogg on that week, so oh, Snoop Dogg's not on here. I'm gonna watch NXT. Rob, that's what you don't want the people to have a reason to do. Yep. You know what I mean? You don't go, okay. Well, we had Snoop Dogg and LL Cool J. Now we got you know uh, Jim Ross or Tony Giovanni. That's just not a lot of fun. So. Let me ask you though that that last match though with Kenny Omega and Ray Phoenix, those spots were amazing. Yeah, they were. That was really good. Like, but again, here's again go back to not the crowd. When Kenny Omega does those stupid little things, like does his little point stuff, that's no good when there's a crowd not there to me. You know, it's still like he's getting himself over. But again, it's like man, it's sort of stupid looking without a crowd. It was stupid looking with with a crowd to me. That's like. I don't like spots when like they pretend they don't really touch you and you take off anyway. I don't like that. Yeah. Uh, it looks good in the ring, I guess, but it's sort of stupid. And, and I'm going to say this honestly, and I'm going to be a jerk. Doing that, you can never be a top guy. You can never be a main event every night of your life. And that's just being honest. Okay. That means you're having to do that to, you know, for people to look at you, you know, um, again, that just, you, you, you name one top guy that was doing that, you know, well, see, now this is interesting. Rondell told Aaron, he goes, I think it can be done. I think it could be. To bring back kayfabe. Hmm. No, I think it could, man. And even Tom here, he says uh, kayfabe is, is key in wrestling, especially storytelling. Well, that was the thing, Rob. Everybody wanted to know, uh, didn't want to know that it wasn't real. You know, when uh, Vince went on trial, talked about trying to get the athletic commissions where he didn't have to pay the union fees and all that. I said, it was all work. People didn't want to believe that. You no, know? you've told me about people meeting you out back where they're telling you it's fake, but then they tell right. you it's real. Right. Right. I swear. No, he said this, this is fake. I go, yeah, I know it is. No, but that one time, <laughs> no, not, not one time. It's always fake. No, Sid, I saw one time when Jackie Fargo really got mad and boy, he was crying. You know, of course, you know, that's, um, we always got that one time we like to go back to. Yeah. Uh, Justin here even said Snoop Dogg with possibly the worst and overly phony top rope splash in wrestling <laughs> history. <laughs> I think so too. It was. Yeah. I, he, he even landed in a, in a teepee on him. Yeah, I know. Right. Oh. <laughs> Uh, let me see here. Greg said, uh, Don Callis is gold on the mic. He's really added to Kenny. Eddie Kingston has been the surprise of the year. Also, uh, really delivers in the ring and has everyone's attention when he takes the mic. Eddie Kingston, he's saying? Yeah. I like Eddie Kingston, too, but the last couple times out, he's been disappointing. The one time I saw him with John Moxley, I said, man, this fat guy has got a future. Uh, because you have to have a future when you're a fat guy and you don't have a good body like him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I just got a text with Maggie. I, don't forget to owe you. 
have forgot to owe you when the twentieth comes. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Oh wait, that reminds me. I did see a post up here, and I'm going to try and find it really quick. These things change. We had some. Oh, here it is. Brandy Moon. But it says, hey, this is Steve posting from my girlfriend's profile because I'm in Facebook jail for bad-mouthing Biden. I'm here to see about my workout video. <laughs> we're watch later. <laughs> yeah, we got it, man. You don't want to see it, but we're going to show it to you. Now, one of the coolest things I liked about watching wrestling, when you get the color commentators, you know, like Ventura and all that, yeah. the, the phrase like Chico Santana, you know, like the, the, the catchphrases and the different lines. Right, right. Jericho came up with the best one, and Pam brought it up. Snoop, he's a human piece of spaghetti. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's good. I, th those are the lines that I love listening for. Yeah. I think, and I got to be honest, I think the best one I've heard is when Dr. Stevel was managing in the, the local indie wrestling. Right. One guy was yelling at him, and he turned around and he said, hey, sir, do you know why that garbage pail is there beside you? He's like, what? And he goes, to mask your smell. <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, sometimes um, I, I do miss the, the kayfabe about it. And Rondell agreed. I do believe it's possible. Or Aaron said to Rondell. I yeah, wonder, I do. Guys, how do you think you can bring back kayfabe? Well, it could be brought in as an angle. You know, um, that's where I'd bring it back. You would have to do almost like brawl for all again, where you're something. To do something real, right? You'd have to do something. Say, for instance, um, this is just a good idea that someone's given us here. Um, what if you did it right now with the 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 changing of the all the changes going on in AEW? Once you go, hey, you know, you know, this is getting real now. You know, TNA is going against. You know what I mean? And maybe bring back kayfabe like that. I don't know if, if not saying that's the way to do it, but you'd have to do it to where there was a splitting of the guards. You know what yeah. I mean? So you um, can have your your kayfabe wrestling and then AEW. Hey, you know what's a here's an idea. I I wonder how they did it in Japan because you know there was a company in Japan that everybody thought was a real shoot, but it really wasn't. You know what I mean? Um. Hmm, I'm gonna have to look yeah. that up. Yeah. Um if we could get where the people really thought this real again, and this is where you could maybe take a direction like this, you know, because if MMA's got so popular, you know, maybe bring a couple of those guys that got those moves down and these rest the, uh, the guys today are really going through these moves really good. You know, start doing some of that. You know, I tell you, um I was trying to think of something to like like a candid camera thing, sort of, you know, like say put one of those, and I hadn't really been able to figure it all the way out, but say if you got a couple of the wrestlers, you know, the boys in the back and they're being filmed, they don't know it and say, just say back in the day when Ken Shamrock got brought into the WWF, right? And so, um, you got to say, you know, the nasty boys say they really hated each other. So you got them back there talking like, you remember that time you beat up? What's his name? Yeah, I remember that. And all of a sudden, then they show that. They go, are oh, you talking about you really beat up? You no, know, they say Jerry Sags beat up um, Ken Shamrock, right? Mm -hmm. So so he says that. He goes, well, you want to even fight on real? For, you know, fight for real? Now, if he doesn't fight for real, then he's a chicken. He looks like a chicken, right? And he does fight for real, then you got a real fight going out there, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. 
So they've got a real fight going out there. Did you say, okay, now start putting people to this each side of that? I don't know. No, I okay, I can see the kernel there. You know, yeah, it's a starting yeah. point for sure because that would give it the believability that it needs. Right. I don't know. Um, I know the business. It could be just again, Rob. Just if they were somehow figure out how to take advantage of this pandemic with all the time off, the people they're starting to let some things trickle in a few people, man, before they open up the floodgates, figure out something right now to have things set up to where take advantage of this pandemic. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, Go ahead, say whatever wrestling company say, all right, one year from now, this is, you know, if say they really plan to have Kenny Omega champ, you know, when they first started the show a year ago, then they could do that now. They go, okay, for one year from now, this is what we're going to have when the pandemic's over. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that might be a way to start KFA back and start the business back from scratch. Hmm. I see where you're going with that. Um, one, one of the things on here, because we talked about Eddie Kingston, uh, we're getting a lot of different opinions because Terry Lynn, she says, uh, Eddie Kingston gives me the creeps. But yet then we have Justin going, Kingston is one of the best talkers, reminds me of Bubba Ray Dudley, uh, Bull Ray, Bully Ray when he was in TNA. And Greg even said they need to give him Eddie's feuds that he wins and starts to roll. Yeah, they need to get him over a little bit for sure. And the, and the one lady said that gives him the creeps means he, it's working. What he's doing is working. Exactly. You know what I mean? He's a heel. And he's really a real heel, too. He's not one of these guys playing in the middle of the fence, you know? And that's good for me if I'm, you know, running things here. That's good to see. Because I know at least I can say this guy just wants to be a heel. doesn't care about being in the middle of the road, being cheered, blah, blah, blah. But he's a real heel. And uh, that's, again, I like to see him do more with him. And uh, we got some talk on uh, – commentators too. Terry Lynn said uh, two of the best. Bobby Heenan and Gorilla Monsoon were the best for commentators. They were good. And I like them both. But I really believe the person that, in my opinion that made stars bigger than they were and knew how to do baby faces and heels were Lord Alfred Hayes. Um, he just had a magical thing about it. And I'll tell you why I say this because you know, as I was getting into wrestling, I was watching wrestling, you know, as much as I could. And I watched uh, Jim Duggan, who, you know, I really like. Um, I never, I didn't know him at the time. I do now. But at first, I go, man, you know, listen to Lord Alfred Hayes talk about this guy. This guy's really charismatic and blah, blah, blah. Man, he's really got something going here. And I'll never forget the first time I saw him. I was doing a, a show at the Palace in uh, Detroit, Michigan, or Pontiac. And, um, I was taking someone's place that didn't show up and, and I just got there a little late and he was coming back from the ring. And I, I remember looking at him and he was just a fat guy with really bad tights that they were like barely hanging on. And I went, wow, man, this Alfred Hayes is a good, this guy's good. You know, yep. just, I just liked the way he had about him. Uh, I really did. I think he was one of the best. Well, Tom even asked, and I don't think, did Lord Alfred Hayes ever commentate any of your matches? No, no, I don't think so. Who was your favorite commentator to ever call one of your matches? Believe it or not, and this sounds a little stupid, it was Gordon Sully. You know, it was like, you know, Gordon Sully was, again, it was like having, you know, um, you know, I don't know, Walter Cronkite do your match. You know, it was like, that was an honor, first of all, to have him do your matches. 
I, I remember when I went down to Continental and I saw him as a commentator. I really didn't take much weight on the talent there, but when I saw him, I said, man, we got a good territory. I remember Gordon Soley very vividly. He yeah. had the voice, kind of like T Tony Schiavone. You know, people gravitate towards the voice. Not even close, Rob. Sure. A little no, bit. No, not even close. Tony Giovanni is a fat little nerd. Yes, but he's got some iconic words that he has said over time, like hit sting, you know, just you recognize that voice. <laughs> 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 I've heard that. I've heard a lot of people say that, I guess. I don't know. I don't think of Tony Giovanni when I hear the word sting. Well, no. Okay, that's true, too. <laughs> and it's snowing. Yeah, that's really iconic. He made that snow really look good the other night. Right? I was. Yeah, Albert Hayes would made you feel like you were there. <laughs> you had been throwing snowballs at each other. But no, Tony's funny. No, he's horrible. Uh, Dean, our buddy from the Isle of Man, he said, too much going on in AEW. Too much cramped into one show. By the end of it, you forget half the stuff that just happened. That's what I was just saying without saying it. Wait, thanks, Dean. They just got too many things, too many people doing too much stuff at one time, you know? Yep. And even John says they have too many groups of people paired up. Yep. That's what I just said, too. Thanks, John. See, I was right. I'm already mm -hmm. right tonight. Wow, this is awesome. And where did someone, Scott said, yeah, Scott said this, to bring back kayfabe, and this is so very true, I think, to bring back kayfabe, all talent would have to quit social media. Yeah, I forgot about social media. Yeah, you that's the killer because you. Well, you could use you could use social media to make it better too, if done right. Absolutely, if done right. Yeah. Um, where is it here? Eric said before kayfabe comes back, the work in the ring needs to be brought back to a point where it can actually suspend viewers' disbelief. Now that's very true too. Yeah, it is. Like I said, some of those spots in AEW. I could see what they wanted to do, right. but their execution was horribly off. It was, yeah, it was off. Hmm. Uh, just just to, not to catch up, but you know, like you said, Rob, we like to see the imperfection sometimes, but when we see them and when they stand out like that, then they're, the imperfection wasn't a good one. You know what I mean? Like yeah. uh, I noticed when Cody was doing a few things to try to involve um, Snoop Dogg, and you could tell they weren't well thought out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like when you he talk about the signing with Matt and uh party, what is they called that? Yeah. Party, party guys. Like what was Snoop doing there? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Justin said, once everything has been exposed as bad as it has now, there's no turning back. People will never believe again. They just want to see cool entrances, high spots and do dumb chants. Yeah, that's really it. Well, there are a bunch of people like that, but I think if you had the right product, right. people would suspend disbelief again. I know I would be one of those people. Yeah. No, if you, again, if you, this the thing is, Rob, remember me saying if like everybody's working on the same page and working hard, meaning, okay, let's be sure that none, we want to be able to, again, not tie everybody's hands and go run here and stop. Like I've said before, right? We want everybody to run as fast as they can and as far as they can away from everyone else if they're able to. But if doing that, you have to be sure that, that – remember I said to you that what I was afraid about AEW, once they got out, that they would actually – they would expose themselves for what they weren't or, or was not, right? And that's yeah. what you don't want. You know what I mean? And what they're not is a, 
is a well greased machine if you know yes. you're not hitting on all cylinders and that you don't want to show that you know especially every week but not 15 times in the night you know mm-hmm. uh rondell has got a good comment here and this is what made your character iconic um, I just believe these wrestlers just have to take their gimmick serious. The crowd has to feel like they they're believable. If the wrestlers don't feel believable, let them find a gimmick that it, that they can live the gimmick. Um, if they can outside of wrestling, like the Undertaker did, or just stay out of the limelight. All importantly, stand behind their gimmick, make it believable. Yeah, um, I was trying to think. When, um, well, I'd like say. Uh, Jungle Kid and them. That's not believable. That's fun to have on there once in a while. But again, you got to have things that people believe in. You know, I'm talking, and I think Rondell's exactly right about that. Because when you believe, you don't, again, you don't have to be uh, seven foot tall if they believe in you, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And that's, uh, it's called credibility, you know? And uh, a lot of those guys just don't have that. Uh, two good comments on Lord Alfred Hayes here. Uh, Aaron says, Lord Alfred Hayes, Saturdays on Primetime Wrestling in 1985. Miss it, the glory days. And Scott over on YouTube said, yes, Lord Alfred Hayes was amazing as color commentary. Yeah, he was. But Steve said, yep, Gordon Soley. <laughs> yeah. uh, Gordon Soley and Jim Ross, he said, are the best two commentators ever. Ever. Uh... Ever? No. <laughs> no, not not even the top ten. Gordon Sully was, but um, Jim Ross just isn't. Uh, he's a good commentator, but he's not the top ten or whatever. Um, and he's not now. And again, I'm not saying this to be a horrible person. It's just you, you shouldn't have him out there on your TV. I mean, every time he does a spot, and I'm not saying this to be mean, it doesn't. It just Again, it's, it's, you shouldn't be doing it. It's nice to have uh, a kind spot in your heart for something like that, but it, it, you don't have it on your TV. Um, and those people just don't care. Well, that's the thing too. Like, just like wrestlers, you have to remember when your when your gimmick is outlived. Well, I'm going to say for, for announcers, I, the, the announcers on uh, NXT last night, first time I really got to see that one kid, I don't know his name, but it's not the Barrett guys, the other guy. He's, he, Crisp looking, clean looking. He comes across, you know, his voice is good. Um, I don't, I didn't watch enough to know if he knows all the wrestling lingo or not. But that's what you want, you know. When the people see that guy start your show, it's like Joe Rogan or you know, or somebody like that that's really got their stuff together. Jim Ross, it, it just, I'm sorry, it doesn't come across like that. And it's weird because I started watching UFC because of Joe Rogan and his commentary. Yeah. Right. So if you have the right person, they can pull in people. Well, remember I said that, Rob, about commentators. They need someone I always use. Excuse me. Rick Dees. But I want to use that for an example. Meaning here's a guy who's got a really big personality in the world. It would bring in a big audience to your TV. You know what I mean? He doesn't have to know wrestling. That's what yeah. you got, you know, Jerry Lawler there for or uh, that other guy, who you know, something like that. i tell you who I don't. Mine, Sue Adam, AEW announcing is that mask guy, you know, oh, caliber. Yeah, he's not colorful, but he's to the point and pretty, you know, understandable, you know. And he gets the odd shot in on Tony Schiavone. So, it, yeah, it that, 
you know. Right. And he's really giving. Yeah. You know. Um, Sorry, sorry, go ahead. No, I'll go ahead. I just said he's really giving. I miss, and Terry brings up this too, I miss these spots that they used to do in wrestling. Because she goes, remember when Lord Alfred Hayes and Vince McMahon went to Dr. D's house and he brought out the guns? Lord Alfred Hayes was hilarious in that bit. Like those little vignettes, they don't, I don't yeah. see them anymore. No, you don't. And, and I think that's part of making it believable because now no, you're going to their house, you know, you're seeing their life. No, that's it. That's exactly it. Uh, let me see here. Uh, John said, Joey Styles was the voice of ECW. And I got to agree with that. Yeah, he was a voice. For, uh, he was okay, but it, I wouldn't hire him to be the voice of my show. No, 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 no. <laughs> Let's see here. Um, <laughs> Scott said, there's a reason Doink the Clown never won a belt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's that believability, you know? Right. Um. Okay, Dean here says, Rob, can you find my earlier post about COVID? I will try. <laughs> I will definitely try. Um, oh, and he, Scott's got a really good cut here. Snoop looked as confused as a baby in a topless bar. <laughs> when he was yeah, up yeah. Top rope. <laughs> yeah, he looked, he looked like me on the top rope, pretty scared. Oh, man, yeah. Uh, let me see here. I am trying to find find it but i cannot oh because there i found another one where he asks me to find the previous one about COVID, but i can't find the actual one now uh we'll grab this one from justin uh he said the commentators now in wwe are just rotten raw in general is the sleepiest show you'll ever watch good luck making it through those three hours without snoozing jim ross in the nwa wcw era was my favorite no matter who he was paired with that i well, agree with i i will agree about that too, and I'll tell you why I saw somewhere some clips of something of old, you know, WCW days, even or before it was WCW, and when Jim Rossi was the announcer, and why I liked him then was because I liked that show, and I enjoyed seeing that show, and he was part of that show. But it doesn't mean I want to see him or hear him on every show. And it's again, it's it's again, it's just a. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not doubting anyone. But when you've got a disability like that, it's just it can't be good. I, I I can't see where people. I mean, for for instance, I'll give you an example. Well, I had that kid Seth with me doing a taping at Thunder one time with WCW. He did an interview and it was taped, and so they cut it. But he said to to who was doing the interview with him that he was my dad, and so the, the um people that you know weighed things like that and thought it was good for tv and not said it wasn't because it sounded like we might be making fun of him you know that he oh. really thinks he's my dad even though it's something me and him carry on uh and i don't think there's nothing wrong with it but the tv did so if they think to something like that i would i would think that they would think that that would be bad too um i'm sure that's why vince didn't have him you know yeah you gotta wonder well, that's it, guys. I mean, it's not wondering. That's what it is. Uh, Nathan here points something out. And I, I got to agree with him a little bit because when I look back at some of the early WWE stuff, 
Vince McMahon was one of the best commentators during that period. No, he was Vince. I'll tell you what, Vince was maybe one of the best, if not the best commentator, because he knew what he was trying to do. Mm -hmm. He was coaching all these other people how to be good commentators too. You know, so he really was, he was really a good commentator. Uh, Let me see here. Terry Lynn says, Sid, don't forget to sign your picture for me live this Saturday. Oh, that's right. This is this Saturday, isn't it? Saturday, yeah. Do you know what time that starts? No, I don't, Rob. I'm sorry. That's a good signed by star superstars is the website. I remember that. So if you log on there, it will help pick everything up for you for that. Um, Tom says, I miss the vignettes between Mean Gene, Alfred Hayes, Heenan, and Monsoon. That was a good combo. You know, that was a really good, you don't get any better than that. Yeah. You don't get any better than that. Uh, Michelle here says, what was your opinion on wrestling? Bret Hart? Was he an easy, was he easy to work with? Yeah, he was, uh, for the most part, he was really easy to work with. It wasn't complicated. You know, it was, um, some, it was a little weird talking to him. Like he was talking to himself, like he's a third party sometime, but (laughs) other than that, it was pretty easy. And here we go. Taryn just kind of, she goes, it starts at 9am, but here's now question, Terry Lynn, what time zone? Eastern. Yeah. 9am Eastern. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let me, oh, here we go. Here's some of the best commentators. John says the Spanish announcers, the team before their tables get destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> they were always a target, weren't they? <laughs> they always were. Yeah. Uh, let me see here. Scott says, if I was in charge of WWE, I'd drop Raw back down to two hours and make pay-per-views bi-monthly. There's not sufficient time to properly build up to pay-per-views anymore, not to mention pageantry. He said two hours and do pay-per-views monthly? Every other month. Every other month. Well, I'm sure they would. It's got to be they're making money. The reason they're doing it every month, okay? Don't be stupid. No, I'm just kidding. But no. I would be like, I would take Raw back down to two hours too, and they will at some time. Uh, right now, I think they're just doing it because they got, it was probably came available to them, you know, have that extra hours on, um, where's Raw's on Fox now, right? It might be. I, I think so. That. No, hold on. I could be wrong. I think it's USA. I haven't seen it in a while. <laughs> I will look it up while we're chatting here, but uh, Kevin brings up a point, and this is one of the things about believability. He goes, "God, I hate suicide dives into multiple wrestlers waiting for the obvious catch." Right. That's the thing is, you don't want to do that every. That's a, you know, they should watch some of these matches and not do the same thing all always, and not even like someone said earlier, don't do it every week as well. You know, split it up a little bit. Well, and that's. It's, it's that believability because you see three or four people outside the ring and they're all watching the match. Okay, you know they're waiting to catch somebody. And right. the one big spot that I loved but I hated, it was with, it was not with Young Bucks, but there was another tag team. And they did a double whip, you know, and then they flipped around each other and then tried to hit the other person and bring them into the center of the ring. But it was just so fumbled. Right. You know? So if you want to do cool spots, just practice the crap out of them. Well, you know, when someone used to say to me, um, hey, I want to try this. And I've, if I've never done it before and they've never done it before, I'd go, um, 
know, especially if it's live TV, I go, let's don't try it here. Let's try it somewhere else. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, practice it somewhere. <clears throat> practice it. Yeah, practice somewhere. Oh. Oh, okay. No. It doesn't tell me what it's on right now. It says it debuted on the USA Network, and everybody already knows that. But I think that's where it's at, Rob. I think they do have a Friday night show on Fox, though. Well, I remember Fox was SmackDown. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Okay. I This is a nostalgia thing that just blew my mind, but since we're on it, I just digitally downloaded a TV guide. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, all right. So I think as far as wrestling, everybody really did a good job of watching it last week. It looked like a lot of people paid attention to it. And seems like we all had the same feedback about it, you know? Pretty much. Uh, Steve did comment. Raw is on USA. SmackDown's on Fox. Yeah. Yeah, I thought, yeah. Um, so, I, again, I guess they're winning the ratings just because they're different. You know, that's what we've been watching to see what's going on. I'm sure they won this week as well. If they were, they've won all the other weeks, right? Mm-hmm. I, they they uh, have so far. Yeah, I think so. I'm going to... Uh... See if I can't find more statistics for next time. Yeah, for next week. Yeah, exactly. Well, let's do this. Let's talk about fitness. We know we got a video here we want to show everybody. <laughs> Who is this guy that sent this video? Said he did 315 for how many reps? Brandy Moon, otherwise known as Steve. And uh, right. oh, wrong one. There it is. <laughs> okay, let's let's see it, everybody. Okay, here Rob, it is. Play it. We'll count them out. One, two. Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Okay. <laughs> now, that does not count. Oh, okay. First of all, that's cheating. You're in a machine, and you're evidently bouncing it off the bottom at the bottom of the machine, and it's a track for you. So you really could probably – I'm going to guess. I bet you can't do really 315 for three reps. I'd be willing to bet that. Oh, I see what you were saying. Because when you mentioned that before, I wasn't sure what you meant. But you've got the track making it go up and down. You got to track up and down. He's got something at the bottom. You hear it hitting. Not only that, you have to balance it if you're free doing it. Right, exactly. So, I mean, I mean, I myself could probably do that right now at 60 and old man. But, no, that doesn't count. That does not count. <laughs> and, uh, matter of fact, we had somebody watching this, and he had something to say about it. Rob, show our, our other listener. Yeah, let's get that video up here. Where this is this? Exactly. <laughs> that I think you said it all. It was a bunch of crap, man. <laughs> and wow. we do have the other video from Tom about him doing the uh, the triceps. Okay. Here we go. Now, for some reason, we can't hear you, Sid. 
Probably once the video's over, your mic will come back on. There we go. Okay. Um, I like the effort. The poor execution. Poor form. All right. Um, you got to extend those arms, okay? Biceps, the s- smallest muscle other than maybe the calf, maybe smaller than that. Anyway, to really get a good bicep, and this I'm not being hard on you, you want to lengthen that bicep. So the farther you could go out, the farther you can lengthen that bicep, the taller it will be when you flex it. Does that make sense? Oh, so if you're only doing half that bicep, you know, you're only doing like, – if he's only doing that motion, he's only doing that part. But if I go all the way down – I'm working my bicep all the way to the bottom. Okay. You know what I mean? Because he's whole muscle. Right. He's a he's you know pretty thick guy, so he probably doesn't need to hear all that. But you know that good effort. We we like to see that. Here's the other one that he sent. And if I follow your rule of thinking, it looks like he is extending the entire arm. So that actually helps the whole thing. Yeah, he's doing it. That's pretty much perfect form on the tricep press down. Um, good form on that. I like the mask. I'm wearing one too. Everybody looks at me like I'm real stupid with the mask on at the gym. Uh, There's really, really one, only one other person doing it as an old man. But um, but no, good. I, I like that. I like the gym. Where's that gym at, I wonder? Uh, if that's Tom, that's up here in Canada. Rob, I swear to you, I was about to say, I bet you that gym is in Canada. <laughs> yeah, I swear to you that. I mean, it did. It looked like it, Canada gyms are awesome. I used to love monster gyms when I was in Canada. Monster. They were called monster gyms. Uh, they had them all over Canada and places. I don't know if they still have them or not, but man, what a, what a facility. And then I'm trying to remember the one I went to. I think it was called just the gym in Montreal. It's like the world's largest gym in North America. And think about good gyms and the gyms in Canada. For the most part, they all got good food, you know, real healthy foods at, you know, places and stuff. Yeah. Tom said it's in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. It's fit for less. Fit for less. And now we got these stupid names fit for less, you know? Right. What happened to Monster Gym, you know? Now, Monster Gym wasn't that clean looking, you know, but it had some, you know, really good stuff in there. Uh, John said, Big Papa Pump, look at his arms. He knew how to lift. I think he was injecting stuff into his arms, uh, John, called silicone. I could be wrong. I saw him at an autograph sign in Winston-Salem. He looked away about 185 pounds, so (laughs) looked pretty Uh, bad. Danilo said, hey, Sid, what do you think of Drew McIntyre, who's called the Scottish psychopath, in his upcoming match with Goldberg at Royal Rumble? Yeah, I've seen him once. It looks like – looks pretty good. It's just when I've seen him work, he just looks a little robotic. Reminds me a little bit of the the um, Adam Bomb character, you know, with the black hair yep. and stuff. Um, I don't like his finish. 
What's his finish? Uh, it's weird. I'm trying to think what it is. Um, Jesus Christ. It's weird. Um, I don't say like a drop kick to the knee or something. What? <laughs> There's something weird like that. But again, it's just uh, maybe it's uh, – I can't, I can't remember what it is. But it's, I just don't think it's a good finish for him. Uh, it's not one, again, what, we're, what we've been talking about all night. It's not something you're going to believe that's killing someone, you know. Yeah, I think that, that's what you need is that believability. Yeah. And so I think he's um, he, he's doing a good job. I just don't – I can't crown him as, you know, the next big heel in the business right now. Uh, Wills says, my gym is called Jim's Gym, and it has throw-up stains on the floor. The best. I like that, man. Jim's Gym. I like that, too. Now, I was – me and Rob was talking there this morning or yesterday morning about – there were a couple of people that wanted to try to get um, some type of routine going. I talked to a guy named Hamilton who's starting a weight loss deal here, and he does it every year. Um, trying to, he's he's going to do it virtually too, as well. You know, people come in, <clears throat> but the difference is we do it virtually. You know, and I don't know. Um, I mean. You can't we can't trust each other like if we want to have i wanted to weigh myself and have someone else weigh and say and have you guys compete against me on this weight loss you know what i mean because i've only lost the majority of weight so it's going to be hard for me to lose this next 20 pounds but um um but what they're doing they're putting like a 25 dollar entry fee and they're all going up to the gym weigh the first day and then weigh the last day and whoever wins gets you know a prize or something like that well, but we can't but they can't do that virtually because no one can be trusted you know well yeah um, oh, here we go. They're mentioning in uh, decent finisher. Uh, the leg slap, the leg kills me. Danilo says Drew's finisher is a big boot called the Claymore. And then, big boot. yeah, Eric says Claymore. It's like a running drop kick, but before he hits his opponent, he falls halfway to the mat. I said that it's like drop yep. kicking his knee or something. It's real <laughs> stupid, man. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I knew that. Okay, but, but yeah. no, what? What I was getting to is this is the thing is I'm hoping, you know, if anyone wants help to be on this diet or this New Year's resolutions, you know, I'm starting mine and um, I've already started. I started New Year's Day. Uh, I actually started the day before I started New Year's Eve. But um, I, I, there's a guy in Memphis named Dr. George Flynn, I think is his name. He has a, a, a cable show. And what he does, he just tries to help people. Uh, and one of the things he says is that, Sometimes if people just have someone that they have to be accountable to, like, uh, you know, text or email or something like that. Me and Robert <clears throat> was talking about it. Maybe we could get a three-way call with, you know, Rob knows how to do this. And then what if you, you need your help on if you, you're looking for help to um, for your weight workouts or stuff like that, or if you need help for your diet or, or trying to plan something. Or uh, thing about diet, it's really complicated sometimes. So, again, if anyone, again, get back with us. Uh, there was a couple people that was interested and we'll get back with you guys and we'll try to get this going for you. Oh, here Steve has commented. This is our gentleman with the machine. Uh, I've done 315 with free weights before. Also, I've been lifting for 18 years now. Unfortunately, Planet Fitness doesn't have any free weights. Okay. And I get that because of liability. <clears throat> Bullshit. <laughs> that was a big buildup. <laughs> Bullshit. 
No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I will. I'm trying to think. I was in a Planet Fitness. I thought they had free uh, bench press. Maybe not. But they wouldn't even let you do that, Planet Fitness. You're lying about that. Uh, they don't let you bang the weights like that either. But no, um, I believe that. I'll say I believe you're at Planet Fitness, but I don't think you could do a real 315 for more than three reps. Uh, wait, what? Tom said, hey, Rob, what's your fitness goals? <laughs> <laughs> He's up walking every morning, doing his treadmill. Yes. He actually found a new a new level on his treadmill the other morning. I did not realize I had inclines. I get in, I hit start, 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 and I just walk. But right. I got actually playing with the buttons. And now the, the thing will go. There you go. Yeah. I'm all for it. I love it now. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome, man. No, me and Rob, Rob's been getting after it for several months in the mornings now. Yep. I, I did have that lull just before Christmas. Right. Because they changed my hours. So right. I started really late. Remember when that when I got done at like 630 at night? Right. So I wasn't getting up early like I should have. But I've been. Well, you've been back in the groove, though. You've been yes. really good. Yep. Well, the thing is with this pandemic, a lot of people aren't going to the gym. I just started going back, and um, and there's not a lot of people at the gym. Like this morning, I was the only one in there for a long time, which is fun. Um, but I, I go there because I do like to see my friends. Like, oh, Jerry, we call him Coach. He tried to beat me at one time. It didn't work out for him. It was sort of funny. This is when the gym was crowded. It's usually just old, old guys in there like myself or an older. And Jerry's one of them. There's an old man named John, like in his 80s, an old guy named something cat i can't think of his first name real joe cat really nice old guy you know does marathons and stuff for a 90 year old guy i don't know if he's 90 but he's old so jerry's always he's a big talker he's a tall guy too so i come in there one morning he's bad mouthing me and he grabs me he's look y'all i got him well when he did i pinned his arm against the side and i grabbed him and i just dropped down and let him hold my weight <laughs> i'm not joking within about 10 seconds he was on the ground and I was on top of him. Now he's screaming, get him off of me. <laughs> and old Joe Cat drops down and says, Sid, he says, get off of him. You know, because he was down there like trying to count him out, you know. And then when Jerry got that scared look on his face, because now I've got him in a chokehold. And he didn't even know, realize he's, now he's losing his hair. And uh, next thing I know, everybody starts bringing up their phones to try to film it. So I jumped off on him real quick. Oh, man. But, uh, That's hilarious. That was, was so funny. But he's a good old guy. I enjoy seeing him in there. But, um, yeah, it's good to see my friends in the gym. But we all keep our distance. You know, uh, it's a lot. Like I said, there's not a lot of people in there. Uh, and it's just, uh, again, it's just a tough deal out there, everyone. So even though I'm doing it, I'm not telling everyone else to do it. You know, you got to do things on your own. But I am wearing a mask. I Sometimes I wear two. It depends on how many people are in there. It gets to be too many people I just leave. Um, when I feel like it's, you know, people are getting too close to me, you know. Uh, Steve just messaged back in. He said, laugh out loud. I'll pay a guest fee at Body Elite soon and hit it on free weights. Challenge accepted. <laughs> there we go. I, I want to see dead stops too. <laughs> uh, let's see. We'll grab one more. Okay. I did find it. There it is. This is what Dean had commented previous. Sid, okay. do you remember me telling you on the asylum about the Isle of Man being COVID-free and on top of things? 
Well, now they've gone into full lockdown for 21 days as of today. The borders are shut again, and England's effort to England for non-essential travel, no work for him now. Wow. Yeah, I'll tell you, man, um, this virus is getting bad out there, Rob. Yeah. So, I mean, so he's saying there was a place that had no cases, now it's got cases? Yeah, he said there was none the next to nothing, and now they're on full lockdown. Full now, lockdown. We are in Ontario, too. We have about 1,000, between 1,000 to 1,200 new cases a day. So they went on full lockdown. Well, we're not on lockdown. We're just storming our state capital and trying to kill all the Congress and representatives in our country right now. Everyone needs a hobby. Exactly. Man. <laughs> all right, Sid. Any last words? No, I just want everyone to, they're interested for, this is, you know, the new year. And let's all keep ourselves with that thought in mind. And let's try to do more positive things. I do want to say something real quick, too. Um, I'm not sure, but one day this month, I'm going to be doing a radio broadcast with the uh, bishop of our church. And they're going to talk about um, what we do on Wednesdays and Saturday mornings. It's called Pop Tops. And Pop Top means exactly that. It's either a can of Viennas or a can of tuna or a Spam or something like that. We put it in a bag, pack of crackers, bottle of water, uh, maybe a moon pie, bag of raisins. That's what we give to the people that, you know, are, you know, are homeless. I don't like to use the word homeless. We like to say the ones that are mis unfortunate right now because we have had uh, uh, yesterday. We got some really great news. There's a lady there that we know her by a lady because she's really always helping out there. She finally, one of the few people that we see on Saturdays and Wednesdays, got her a place to stay. You know, and this is what's weird about it, too. You know, I've tried the last few weeks to film a few of these people and, and you know, maybe get a conversation with them to show them on our, on our show. And they all declined. And um, this is the reason is when they come up to you know get the food done. On Wednesdays, we've been having a sausage and biscuit and uh, some donuts that uh, someone's been donating for us. But um, when you ask them that, you see them come up to receive the food or stuff like that uh, they're embarrassed uh, and they don't want to be filmed so it's hard so uh, our bishop and I, I, I apologize I don't really know her that well I've only met her once or twice I think her name is Phoebe um, she's got a radio show that we're going to talk about it a little bit uh, tell people what we're doing and I want I want people too that are interested to maybe if I get someone to take a look at these things and if we could maybe make a donation sometime to that, I want people to do it on their own. I don't want you to do it because you know me, but um, it is tough out there right now, especially for people like that are on the streets. These people are living up on our, our porches on the church. And this church I'm going to is literally the poorest church in the city of Memphis. Uh, we really don't have any money and we're doing this out of our own pockets right now, the Viennas and stuff like that. The church didn't have the money to do it, but Drew, who's the deacon who, again, he doesn't get paid, never been paid the 10 or 20 years he's been there, I forget how long. But he's given over 250,000 cans of Viennas over the last 10 years or so there. He does it out of his own pocket. He's a retired welding supply salesman, meaning he doesn't have any money. Uh, but he does somehow gets this done, um, and a little help from everyone. But the help is running low right now, and all churches right now are really having a tough time. I didn't know that until just the last couple of weeks. Um, cause our church didn't talk about that very often. Um, and they didn't say anything to me other than just one time. And I do know that they're having a struggle right now. So maybe in the future, we might all try to get together and make a little drive since Vienna sausages or something like that. You know, I used to tell people to send Vienna's to them 
because I didn't want to be in the middle. I didn't want to receive money or nothing. But talking to Drew about one of the things we could do, and I don't want anyone to do it right now till we get to, you know find more about it. Um, that we can send it to St. Mary's Cathedral to the church under uh, under Drew Woodruff, Wood, Woodruff under uh, discretionary funds, and he can use that because we're able to go now to what's called the food bank. And we're instead of paying 40, 50 cents a can of Vienna's, we're able to pay a penny sometimes for them if they have them, you know, because you buy by the pound. So we go like uh, once a week there, Drew does, and um, I'm going to start going with him to try to purchase a few things too. Because we're at the point now that, you know, we used to give until people stopped giving, and we're not able to do that anymore. We're only able to give until we run out, and that's it. And I'm telling you, um, it's pretty tough to tell someone no, they can't have a can of Vienna's. But when you tell a couple of kids they can't have it, it gets really tough. And that's happened to us once before. Now, I haven't seen, we don't see a lot of children, but we do sometimes. And we saw a couple last week. It was just fortunate enough we did have some stuff. We had some gifts to give everyone. It was right around Christmas time. So we was able to give a little something warm, which we're not, we shouldn't be because of the pandemic, because everybody's more endangered like that. But, um, I want everybody to know that, that this tough out there right now. We all need to do what we can do. And that means, really, um, slow down the pandemic. It's, it's, it's getting worse. If it's true, and I believe it is, that this new variant is out there and it's just multiplying and multiplying, you know, we don't know what we're in for right now. So let's remember that, that we still have this to fight off. If you can get your vaccination, get it, okay? Uh, slow down the spread. And then... Let's think about out there if anyone, you know, again, if someone out there has a, a charity or something, they see someone struggling, bring it out to our attention because yeah. we'd like to know about these things because you never know. Just like um, Rocky with uh, the asylum, you know, those are good people. And then, you know, I'm out there myself. So, again, if anyone out there knows someone is struggling, let us know. If we can't do anything, we can't. But if we can, we'll be glad to try to do something. Absolutely. Now, I know normally I let you have the last word. I'm going to get you to do another one, but I forgot to mention two things. Sure. One, we did talk about uh, the training and the diet idea. We mm. did have some people message in, so we got three that we're going to work with. Okay. Okay, and, good. Um, I've sent them out emails, and so far all three have gotten back to me with their goal. Okay, cool. So hopefully Very good. we can start something there. But the second one was um, I constantly tell people when they comment, if, if it doesn't get seen, you know, make sure you say it again. <laughs> Sean really took this to heart because he posted it nine times before right. anybody else could. So I got to show his. Okay. And he said, hello, Sid from London. Happy New Year 2021. Will we see Sid Rule pro wrestling again? Flair, Hogan, Goldberg, among others, have returned. Why not Sid? Well, I don't say never, but um, you, you never say never, though. That's the best way to say it. Right. Um, and then this is a good line here too. Uh, David says, giving from the heart is where it's at. Any help from the heart is a blessing. And it is, you know, again, um, and this is really true. It, it doesn't have to be, uh, you have to send, you know, $5 or $10. Those things really add up. I'll tell you what's one of the greatest things I saw the other day. Um, it was right before Christmas holidays. And this guy, again, I know he's homeless because he sleeps on the porch of the church. And um, he, he he went into his pocket and he was trying to hide it. But he gave $3 to Drew to try to help out. And so, 
course, when he walked away, I walked out there and I gave him a $20 bill. I said, here, now you take this because you did something good too. You know what I mean? But again, when people, and that's to me, I'll tell the story real quick and then we'll end this stuff. There's a lady, we call her Mother King. And uh, she comes around once a year for us and she, she has a drive to collect water, Viennas, and all the things that we give on Pop Tops. Well, the first year she did it, she showed up and, you know, me and Drew were there. We were really thinking, you know, of course, she's relying on the homeless people to give the charity, right? So we're thinking, this isn't going to really work out for Mother King. She's really worked really hard for this. And um, I don't think she's going to get a lot of you know stuff today. Well, before the, you know, the morning was up, those tables were bowed in. It was just like you saw a real miracle. I'm not kidding. And it was like, man, how, and Drew, of course, you should have seen Drew's face. Now, he's, you know, sitting on popper looking miles to the left and miles to the right. That's miles to the left and miles to the right. And it was this desperate look at his face, you know, to give these people these Viennas. But when you see his look on his face that she won that, she got that table full of stuff, man, that was, to me, that was one of the greatest days of my life in that, seeing that, you know. So you really do get to see some really cool stuff. And I'll tell you a funny story about it real quick. Um, she's always telling me stories about, you know, she walks in Memphis. She has this thing called a walking ministry. Wherever she walks, she's praying and things are going to get better. And then she also walked with Martin Luther King uh, back when Martin Luther King came to Memphis, you know, before he was executed or, you know, shot. So that's where we get her the name Mother King. She actually has a part of Memphis, a part of the street of Poplar named after her because she's an advocate for the homeless to get her better busing and stuff like that for the transit systems in Memphis. So she's praying all the time, right? So she tells me one morning, she says, yeah, I walked over here, Sid, at Orange Mound in 1940, and look at it now. It's all brand new. I went, yeah, how'd you do that? She goes, I prayed it. Oh, okay. And then she says, I walked Martin Luther King, and I walked here, and I walked there. She's telling me this for months, right? So I said, you know, I've got to ask this lady, maybe invite myself to one of these walking demonstrations or one of these ministries that where she's praying and fixing things, right? So I, we're walking. She's t- telling me this story. And I said, well, Mother King, I don't want to impose, but I'd like to know when you're doing this walking and praying. I might want to walk with you. So when are you doing this stuff? She goes, well, when I'm walking. <laughs> oh, I like I didn't, I didn't know that. I was like, well, she, I should have known that. <laughs> so, yeah, of course, when you're walking 24-7. <laughs> you know, just stop telling you, you can't buy that. You know, to me, I look so forward to Wednesdays and Saturday mornings at that st- silly little church over there. Uh, it's just so, again, you can't, you can't see that. You can't get that man in a movie. I'm walking when I'm praying. I'm walking. <laughs> Doing my walk right now. This is my ministry. I'm ministering right now. Uh, Sean commented back. He said, thanks, Rob. Thanks, Sid, for ans- asking my question. I'd like to donate $25 to transfer from London. Um, well, let's wait on it. We will. Let's just wait right now. We're going to um, find out more about it. Now, I, I want to be sure to get the address and all that stuff to that. And then maybe this Sunday we'll have more to talk about it. Okay. Right now, info at Vicious Circle Pod. Get us your info. So that way, once everything is settled, we know where to send the information to do this. Right. Okay. Um. So, yeah. Any last words again? <laughs> Man, I think that's it, Rob. I, I think we, um, again, I just want everyone to, you know, 
dust off all the crap from 2020 and this is 2021 and let's, let's all be better people this year. And I said, I think a couple of shows ago, let's be better neighbors to our neighbor and um, keep doing these podcasts. I'm having fun. You got it. You've been listening to the Vicious Circle Podcast. Your host, Sid Udi, co-host Rob Bellamy. Additional research by Pete Marsh. The Vicious Circle Podcast is produced by Two Cousin Road Trip Productions, a division of JX3 Media Productions. The intro music is Unleash the Giants by Cemetery Spawn, and the outro music is Digging Space by Mike Treblecock.